0: Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Walden here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well in these weird and unique times in the world. Hey, we've been doing these uh, daily Facebook lives with uh, speakers and different people in the speaking industry. Today, we're going to be talking with my friend Kyle Sheely, who is a uh fabulous tremendous youth speaker has been in the game for a long time uh really has good insights here on how he's approaching it how he's thinking about it, how he's keeping his head in the game anything he's doing differently what he's hearing from clients that sort of thing so uh good conversation with kyle we again recorded this on uh on facebook live and uh, a couple different places within facebook and youtube so if you're not already following us there to catch these live on a daily basis make sure that you're catching us there you're following us there uh, we would love to uh, to hang out with you live when we record these. So let's get right into this conversation with Kyle Sheely. Enjoy. Hello, hey, what's bro? up, friends? Hi. Graham Baldwin here, joined by my buddy Kyle Sheely. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, I uh, I got my water bottle. That's the extent of it. Um, I got we, water too. I'm very. You are I've got well. All sorts of I, I got another one. I got this uh, this coconut drink. Whatever this is. <laughs> my goodness, I'm out. You beat me. You beat me. Uh, hey guys, guys, glad you glad you guys are here. So uh, we've been doing this series on a daily basis where we were just talking to people in the speaking industry, talking about uh, how we are processing everything that's going on in the world right now. Obviously, this is a unique, unprecedented times, and so uh, so Kyle is here uh, representing kind of the the youth industry, the youth speaking market. Kyle and I have known each other for for many many years. He's a phenomenal speaker, a great guy, uh, one of the more creative people that I know in the world, um, and so I want to talk with him. So Kyle, first of all. Uh, Talk us through here the past couple of weeks. What is, what's life been like for you?
1: Oh man, it's been probably the same it's been for a lot of people. Just <laughs> sort of crazy up and down. Um, I was supposed to be, what's today, Tuesday? I was supposed to be flying back from an event today and I was supposed to have been gone for I think like six days in a row on and <laughs> off. Uh, um, I think I was going to come home for like 12 hours during that time and none of that stuff ended up happening at all. And uh, it was probably, I don't know, two or three weeks ago that I had an event cancel and uh and they were like hey we're just kind of being you know overly cautious and we're going to reschedule this and yeah. and so I was like oh that kind of sucks but it, it is what it is and then you know and and I told them hey I want to do what's best for you guys I want to make sure that you know what you guys are happy and comfortable and so and then a couple of days later I had a, a call with a really big event this conference in Georgia with uh, over a thousand students were going to be there and this was right when coronavirus was starting to really hit the news in the U.S. And, and I kind of expected that call to be her saying, hey, you know, we're probably going to cancel. And, and she said, um, oh, we're not, like, she's, we're not worried about it at all. We're going forward. Our, and, you know, I guess the governor of Georgia had said something like, the only symptom I have is a lack of sleep. And so she was kind of going off of that. And, and you know, and she said she had been fielding calls all, all that morning of people saying like, hey, what's going on? And she was like, hey. We're gonna do this conference either way. You owe us the money either way. So she seemed very confident, and I was like, "Oh wow, okay. Well, I guess I guess we're doing this." And uh, and then a couple of days go by, and I I had another event cancel, and then another event cancel, and then uh, and that's when I was starting to go like, "Wow, this is this is starting to add up to some significant losses for me." Yeah. And uh, and then that lady called me back. Um, it was like a Saturday morning. I was still in bed. Um, she's an hour ahead of me, and so. She and she sounded like she was in tears, like or about on the verge of tears. And she's like, "We have to cancel. I'm so sorry, you know." And everything's falling apart. We were the last conference to cancel. We were trying to hold out, and and that at that point, that had basically cleared my schedule through May at this point. And so, uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty wild. And and then I've seen I'm a part of an agency with a bunch of other youth speakers, and um, I have a lot of friends. I've been doing this for about a decade now, so I have a lot of friends who are. In, in the youth world, in the corporate world, and so there's just been a lot of talk, and it seems like it's hitting everybody the same way. So it's been quite a uh, quite a wild ride to say
0: the least yeah it's one of the unique things right now is it's uh, not just here in the states but literally around the world so uh, as of this morning I did a, a podcast interview with a guy who is in uh, Cape Town South Africa and so the media was just like how's things, how' things you know how's things working out over there Are you guys doing okay just knowing nothing about Cape Town but knowing that it's affecting there you know yeah. and yeah. I- I've been halfway around the world here in Nashville and and knowing you know it's affecting here so I had kind of a similar situation what you were describing a um a client we were working with i had i had emailed them on a uh this would have been like 10 days ago ish give or take on a friday and uh, uh he's like yeah as of now all systems go this was for an event late april and then um uh he then i talked to him uh, early next week, the following with us, this would have been last week. And he's like, yeah, there's no way we can pull this off. But he, but he was kind of replaying it for me. He said, I, I was literally driving home that Friday thinking like, yeah, I think we're going to be okay. He's like, I came into work Monday morning. It's like, there's no way we can, you know, we can do this. And just like how quickly things are, are changing. So with everything that you have had that has fallen through, are you finding that a lot of them are being rescheduled or postponed or just a lot of them just straight up canceled right now?
1: For us in the in, in the youth world, I, I'm lucky that we, uh, I'm part of an agency called Top Youth Speakers. And uh, we're run by a guy named Josh Ship who's an industry veteran. You know Josh, he's yep. just a great guy. And he's he's a very analytical, number tracking kind of a guy. And so he's been keeping us all updated. And for us, um, over 90% of the events right now are choosing to reschedule. Um, I think a lot of them are saying basically, don't give us our money back and we will choose a date. Soon, like yeah. no, most of them, at least in my, uh, the ones for me, have not rescheduled to a specific date. Yeah. they've just said we still want to do this. We just don't know when yet. Um, but I know that from what I'm hearing in the corporate world, the vast majority of events are just canceling outright. And so uh, that I, that's a difference between between those two markets. Uh, is is it seems like most of the people in the youth world are saying, hey, let's let's just push this down the road a little bit. Um, whereas corporate is, is not going that way from from my understanding.
0: Yeah, I've heard both. I've heard, um, you know, several events that are, are like you're describing kind of rescheduling postponing, but not even quite sure when they're rescheduling or postponing to just knowing that we still want to do this. It's going to look different. We're not sure. Cause even if you there's um, you know, one of these events I had in April, they pushed to June because the, this convention center where they're at, um, they're like, this is the only date we could get, but he was like, I, I don't even know if we can pull it off in June, you know, just yeah. knowing like, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. So, um, yeah. so is there any sense from you as far as, um, how, how long it's going to take before, like a question that had come in, like how long before we get back to normal? Like, is there an, uh, anything that you, uh, would be booked for that you're like, yeah, I can see that probably still happening or you still just feel day to day.
1: I, I, you know, as a, as a motivational speaker, I want to be like positive and optimistic. I'm also a very realistic person. Yeah. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a doctor. I don't work for the CDC. And so I think anything that I would say at this point would just be purely speculation. Yeah. And, and so... My hope is that things, that we figure stuff out, and I think there's there's lots of uh, stuff that you can look at in history where some crazy thing happened, everyone thought it was gonna be the end of the world, and then something else happened, somebody figured something out, and they're like, oh, if you eat two grapes, it cures the virus, you know? And it's like, <laughs> then we just get grapes to everybody, and it's like, stuff like that's never happened, but stuff like that has happened plenty of times mm-hmm. in history. We thought this is gonna be the end of the world, and then something, like one thing turns it around. But there have also been plenty of things in history that were like, we just have to let this play out and see what happens, and so, I'm hopeful that that things will turn around. My my, I would say my optimistic slash realistic hope is that by the fall things start getting back to normal. That we're that seems like a long enough timeline based on you know some of what we're seeing from other countries who who were impacted earlier than we were. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful that the fall comes back and all of that business comes back. But I also don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's that report from the Imperial College in London that was saying like it could be 18 months. So I I don't want to. Uh, You know, it's kind of a hope for the best plan for the worst sort of a a situation. Um, And that's the best that I can do is 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 just kind of go with that.
0: So how, what are you doing right now? As far as, um, you know, it could be a couple weeks, could be a couple months, could be 18 months. Nobody really knows. Like you said, nobody has the the crystal ball to look into. But, um, uh, my guess is that a significant portion of your personal income is from speaking. And now all of a sudden, like so many speakers, it's just gone. Uh, so you kind of reach a point of like, all right, I'm going to just kind of sit and wait to see how this plays out versus like, you know, you have 19 kids that all need to be fed, and so thinking through uh, yeah. what needs to happen between point A and point B to just make sure, like you know, I still have income coming in and and things are uh, the kids are more still being more fed.
1: than you have. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, feels like you have a bunch. I do. Well, they are. Yeah, there are a handful. I have four. Uh, four is is kind of a tipping point where you're like, this is a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, so what I'm doing so. Uh, man, that's a great question. For the, the first thing I'm sa- I would say is like, we have, um, tried to be smart with our finances and we've, we've got some savings and we're not in immediate danger of, of anything. Uh, we also have, I have a few things that provide income regardless of this. Um, uh, some online stuff. I, I have a book contract that still has another payment that has to come out. Like we're, we're not in any danger of like in the next few weeks running out of money. Um, really even in the next few months running out of money. Um, but it is scary to go, like, to just immediately turn that spigot off. Uh, so, uh, you and I were kind of talking about this before, and I've talked about this with several people over the last few days, is that, um, I, I actually have, uh, there's a whiteboard right back there. Um, where the other day I was once, you know, this was maybe a week ago when everything was kind of starting, like at once I, I was talking to a friend, another speaker. And I said, how many of you, you know, have you had events cancel?" And he said, yeah, I've had this. And I said, I've got two. And then as we were talking, a third one canceled. And I was like, oh, it's just, it felt like everything's falling down. And so I, I started going, like feeling a little panicky. And so I got up and I just wrote down on this whiteboard. I was like, here's a list of all the things that I can control. And here's a list of all the things that I can't control. And I I just for things I can't control, I can't control coronavirus. I can't control the stock market. I can't control event cancellations. I can't control general societal panic. And so then I just kind of circled all that stuff. And I just wrote, since I can't control these things, I'm not allowing myself to worry about them because every minute that I worry about that is just a wasted minute. It just doesn't do anything. And, and that's a general rule that I've tried to follow. It's, it's, it doesn't always work. Sometimes you slip yeah. back into that. And, but I've seen other people who you can tell they've wasted their entire last week because they're just kind of in this spinning cycle of, of despair. Um, but the things I can control are my attitude, my response, my spending, uh, my marketing, my creative output and my own behavior. So yeah. in terms of hand washing and social distancing and encouraging other people to do those things. And, and so that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on right now. From a business standpoint, I'm trying to look at okay, well, what are the things that I can do to make money with outside of events? And so, um, I have been trying to put together a book proposal before all of this, and felt like I didn't have the time and was always doing all these other things. And so, uh, this is now I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is the way the universe's way of focusing or forcing me to focus on on this thing. And that's that's one thing I can control. So, in fact, right before this call, I was I was working on. A book proposal. And um, and and I've been looking at what are other ways that, you know, how could I ramp up my uh, online income? How could I do it? What are other options that I have? Um, because I think that I'm seeing a lot of speakers who are kind of just trying to go like, oh, it's going to be fine. Just like stay in there and just hustle. But the truth is like, most people aren't answering their emails right now. Most people, if you email them and go, hey, "Have you started looking at speakers?" They're gonna email you back and go, "Have you started looking at the news in the last three <laughs> weeks?" Like, uh, you know, don't send emails like that right now. And so, there's only so much that you actually can do to push your speaking business forward when, like, literally the entire world is on pause right now. Yeah. And so, that's that's what I'm trying to focus on, and then just trying to. Uh, trying to focus on my own attitude and, and my own um, outlook through all of this because it, it would be easy to despair. And I just know that that's not going to help anybody. So yeah. I, I'm seeing this as an opportunity to to take a little bit of a step back, to spend a lot of time with my family and uh, friends, you know, not friends in person, but reaching out to people. I've probably had more Skype calls in the last two weeks than I've had in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and just, looking for ways to move the ball forward. I, I think that I know that probably the reason people want to watch a Facebook live like this is so that they can find some like here's an answer. This guy figured it out and he's still making the same money. Like nobody is making the same money right now as they were making 3 weeks ago and anybody that tells you that they are is is lying. <laughs> and so I think that the only the, the only thing that you can do is go okay, well, how do I make the best of this situation? How do I make the most of this knowing that it's not going to be as good as it was a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Um, but also knowing that there's, there's opportunities in every, in good markets and bad markets and ups and downs, there's always uh, opportunity there and you just might have to look harder for it now.
0: Yeah. You've uh, you, you kind of touched on this earlier, but, but knowing that you've been in the industry for a long time, um, spring's very busy and now all of a sudden spring's gone. Uh, fall tends to be fairly steady. Um, you know, some fall conferences, a lot of back to school assemblies, that sort of thing. You mentioned that, um, uh, that, it, you've tried reaching out, or maybe you, you're, you know, you're considering reaching out, but you also don't want to appear tone deaf. But one of the things that I have noticed is that there's a lot of events that obviously were supposed to happen that are now are not happening that are being pushed to later. So it's almost like it's creating this big influx of events happening in the fall, uh, fall, and, and later half of the year, knowing that now all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of needs for speakers. Um, there's a a, a, um, a buddy of mine that I was talking to the other day who plans a big conference in September. And he said, as of now, it's all systems go like I could change at any moment. But like as of now, I'm still having a conference and there's still a lot of people coming to town and I still need speakers. So how do you find the balance of like nobody's speaking at anything today, but people are still thinking about and booking speakers for later in the year. So are you reaching out? Are you having any of those conversations like the balance of like doing that, but also not appearing tone deaf?
1: Yeah, I think I, I uh, because I work with this agency, they do a lot of the outreach and, and marketing stuff for me. So I'm, I'm, they're very good at the relationship side of that. They have clients they've worked with for years and years and years. And so I think I'm sort of letting them lead on that. I know that those discussions are still happening. Um, in fact, uh, again, with the, uh, the our, our agency keeps track of details and numbers and all that stuff, but like they actually yeah. saw more inquiries this year than they did last year during this time, but they don't expect that to hold up. Like They expect there will be a dip in the coming days and weeks as people are off. So um, I, I think the way that we're handling that is to let, like, if people are looking for speakers, they're going to find us. We, we do a good job with SEO and, and we're out there and, and sharing, you know, social media posts and, and our brands are out there. Um, but not trying to be tone deaf, like you said, in, in reaching out to people and going like, hey, like, are, are, are you hiring? And so um, I think that if you have existing relationships with people who are booking speakers or if you, if you can do that in a way that is sensitive, I think there's probably a way to ask people, hey, I, you know, I know this is all crazy. I know that this is uh, like no, nothing's really guaranteed for August, September, October, whatever. But hey, where are you at? What are you guys thinking on that? I think getting a conversation going is fine. I think it's, you just need to get it, uh, get it going with the expectation and understanding of like, hey, you know what, uh, this may be the last thing on this person's mind. But you're also right that there are, you, you can't pause everything, and there are people who are still going to be um, booking things that far out. And, and so if that's, um, as long as you can do that in a way that's not tone deaf, I think that, that that's probably a good way to spend some time.
0: Yeah, for sure. We uh, we have nothing but time at the moment. Um, so one of the things that was a question that had just come in here uh, from David: How are you going to tweak and adapt your content after this crisis? How will you change to better serve people? Uh, I'd be curious what you know if you have any thoughts on this because I think what would be what could happen is this is one of those things that when the dust settles, when we're all back to like business as usual, life as normal, uh, as normal as it's going to be, um, that this could be the type of thing that it's on everyone's mind. And so everyone, you know, speakers are like, let's talk about coronavirus or I'm using it as any possible illustration because it's top of mind with everyone. But like, it's possible for that to be like way overdone and everyone becomes a speaker who's talking about coronavirus, you know? So is there anything that you are thinking about uh, as to like, hey, when the next event would be of how you're gonna be addressing it? Or uh, is it still just feel like that's so far out? I I don't know at this point.
1: Um, I I think I'm of two minds on that. And and I I think that on the one hand, I agree with what you said, and you and I have talked about this uh, at length over the years and different times, but one of the hard things about working in the youth market is that there's so much uh, like time sensitive virality uh, in terms of content. And so there are jokes that you could do. I mean, when the whole like Harambe thing was happening, literally even just saying the word Harambe on stage, what would get this massive response in the crowd. If you did that today, People would just like, it would be crickets and they'd be staring at you. Like there's this real sense in in when you're talking to young people, like if you can be in the moment, they're like, wow, this guy, this old man, like knows what this viral thing is. But when it's, as soon as it's over, like you'll know the second you say it too late and all of a sudden you're like that joke that killed for a month is dead now. And so like, I think, I think that that is a thing that could happen here. I think that you'll probably be able to get, especially right after the any kind of quarantine stuff lifts and right like when the economy first starts kicking again i think that you'll be able to get some real life out of any kind of thing that 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 references, hey, we because it's the elephant in the room, which you and I have also talked about, like if my microphone dies on stage and, you know, or, or if some kid farts really loud in the audience or something, like if I don't address the elephant in the room, sometimes that's worse. And so having all come out of this crisis, I think that, that there will be a period of time when you go, can we talk about how crazy that was? But mm-hmm. I also know that there will come a time when nobody wants to talk about that anymore or where it does feel like that's played out. And I think that these are the kind of things that, this is why speakers get paid a lot of money is because we should be able to know and feel when those things are uh, getting played out and and be sensitive to that kind of, Hey, when, when is, uh, when is it time to move on? Um, I do think that there are a lot of lessons to be learned through all of this. And some of it uh, is stuff that, you will learn from coronavirus and you will know very specifically, I learned this thing because of this big crisis that went on, but it doesn't mean that when you share that lesson on stage later, you have to always contextualize it through coronavirus. Um, because, uh, you know, the fact is you think about something like nine 9 11 was this massive, like huge event in our cultural history. But if you're talking about nine 11 right now, uh, people are probably going to go like, dude, that happened a long time ago. Like that, yeah. like, unless you were like at ground zero or that's your story. And even then people are going to go like, okay, that we, we kind of understand that we have a cultural narrative for what that story is. So like, but you could talk about all the stuff that you learned through that difficult time. If you can bring it to a broader context, which I think is the task of any speaker to, is to turn your specific uh, experiences and story into something that can help uh, anybody.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Like prior to all of this, it felt like 9-11 was one of the biggest things that had happened in our lifetime. But one of the the things that feels slightly different is like 9-11 was like, yeah, it certainly affected the entire country. We'll all remember where we were, but like I didn't, you know, you and I lived in Missouri at the time, you know. So yeah. like and it, I was certainly, at
1: school that day and I came to school the next day. And yeah, my so like still went to work and yeah.
0: So it's just like it's on everyone's mind, absolutely. But like um, you know, we, we didn't live in New York. You know, you didn't live in D.C. You know, you didn't live in some place where like, wow, my day to day life was dramatically affected by this for an extended period of time. You know, yeah. Um, to the point now where like, every school across the country is shut down, and every possible event is shut down, and churches are closed, and like everywhere. You know, so it's just a yeah. a, a really unique thing. So, um, any final words of wisdom for 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 speakers that are watching this or watching on the replay who are going like, man, this this is crappy, and I'm not sure how this is gonna play out, and on and on it goes. Uh, any final uh, thoughts you'd have?
1: Yeah, I would just say, I mean, this is just general advice for life. But like like as a as a race of humanity, we have been through a lot of really hard stuff over over the entire existence of our of our species. And we will continue to go through really hard stuff as uh, as time goes on. This is a really, really difficult thing. This is the thing that nobody that I know has faced anything like this. I mean, you and I are in in groups on Facebook and stuff where people talk about, um, you know, who have been in the industry for 30 years or 40 years are talking about, I've never experienced anything like this. I don't know a person who's ever experienced anything like this. So this is a unique outlier event. But in in the broader scheme of life, this is a very difficult thing that we'll go through. And eventually, this too will pass. And that can sound really like saccharine or like uncaring or whatever to just kind of, I'm not trying to write it off. Like Again, I lost all my income for the foreseeable future. Uh, This is very uh, much impacting me. I have people in my life who uh, are directly impacted by the virus right now. And so um, like, I'm not trying to brush any of that off, but I am saying like, there will come a day when this is behind us. And so right now um, be asking yourself, like, what am I going to wish I had done during this time? And I guarantee it's not, I'm glad that I stayed glued to the news. Regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, what sort of news that you're listening to, like they, like every news outlet has an obligation to, keep you glued to their screens. And so they're going to tell you the worst things that they can possibly tell you. So I would just say like, be focusing on what you can do during this time, what you can get out of this and no, Hey, you know what? We might have to, uh, tighten our belts a little bit here. Like we might have to change our behavior substantially, but there will come a day again when, when we'll be, um, back to some version of normal. Um, and, and the other thing I would say is just like, don't, don't miss out on the fact that there's still so much beauty and light and goodness in the world today. And I I was out the other day taking a walk and I noticed like, oh, the trees are starting to break bud for spring and like the grass is growing again. And it was 70 degrees the other day. And so that doesn't take away any of the crappy stuff that's happening in this world. But like you and I are not obligated to be sad because there are sad things going on. Like it's okay to still find joy and love and comfort and stuff in the world and just kind of hold on because we're all going to need that stuff to get us through whatever's ahead, whether this disappears in two weeks or two years, who knows? Uh, But we, we need to hold on to those things because there's still a lot of good in the world. So that's, I, keep,
0: that's uh, I keep telling my wife either it'll pass or I will pass. So we I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll say, yeah, so. you had
1: texted me an hour ago to say, hey, are we still on? And I said, as long as I'm not dead from the virus, then I'll be uh, uh, I'll be on the call. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, you, we don't get to control what happens to us in life. We just get to control our reaction and our response. And and, uh, you know, that's that's a thing that um, speakers have been saying for a long, long time. Like that's pretty much almost any motivational speech boils down to that. Yeah. But now is the time when we're going to see like. Uh, how many people can actually live that who have been talking about it for a long time? Like, is is this embedded in your general philosophy of life or is this a thing that you realized would you know go well on stage? And yeah. and I, I feel like, you know what? I've always been that guy that I, I've had a pretty balanced view of, hey, you know what? Let's just take things as they come and the world is gonna, there's gonna be good, there's gonna be bad. We'll take all of it and just look for the best way through.
0: Good stuff, Kyle. If people wanna find out more about you, check out what you're up to. Where can we go?
1: kylesheely.com. Beautiful. Or at kyle shealy on any of the things any of the uh, things any say, of the places. s-c-h-e-e-l-e so that's me
0: uh, hopefully all those things are still standing so far yeah <laughs>
1: thanks buddy oh, thanks grant
0: All right. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kyle Sheely. Like I mentioned before, we are doing these on a daily basis, talking with speakers and those in the speaking industry, hearing what's working for them, what's not working for them, how they are thinking about approaching uh, this weird coronavirus situation that we're in. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Don't forget to join us tomorrow, the next day, the day after that, and continue to be with us for everything that we can do to help serve and support you as uh, we get through this together. All right, my friends, hang in there. You guys are awesome.